Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh my gosh, what a great weekend. Not only was it Mother's Day, and by the way, my kids got me the most hilarious gifts. These are humans that just know me so well. Yes, they came out of my uterus, but they totally get me. They get me. So I will share with you what they got me in just a minute. But I just wanted to take some time and give a shout out to, I'm going to, I'm going to humbly say the greatest MC of all time, Adam Carter. Thank wow. you for joining well, us. How can I, how can you, I disagree were, with that? I mean, my come goodness. On. <laughs> come on. You were spectacular. I think she undersold it, Adam. Oh. You were spectacular. That's a hard room. It's an emotional night. And and what I'm talking about, of course, is the Leukemia and Lymphoma Gala for Man, Woman of the Year, uh, which Adam participated in. Was it 2014, Adam? 2013. Yep. 2013. 2013. Yep. Um, raised a ton of money. And um, Adam encouraged me to run this year. And again, it's not really like a campaign mm-hmm. where you don't really win anything. You you win the honor of raising the most money uh, among your counterparts. So there were eight teams running and no friends. I did not win. But uh, just a quick shout out to Team Jordana. They killed it. You know, they, they raised more than $83,000, Adam. Our team raised more than Tremendous amount of money. That's a, a lot of money. Yeah. More than um, twice what I the, raised, by the way. More than uh, twice what I raised when I did it. That was a long, that was a while ago. That was a while ago. Inflation, you know, right. We'll, we'll infl- contribute that to inflation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're a lot more active on social media than we were back then. You know, CCO didn't even have a Facebook page, so that was a long time ago. Um, But Adam was the MC Again, he is a a constant advocate for leukemia Mm -hmm. and lymphoma. And you, the reason you did this, you told the story as the MC is you lost a dear friend to leukemia. Is that right, Adam? Yeah, one of my uh, closest friends from high school, who I also spent a year in college with, uh, was diagnosed with uh, AML leukemia in August of 2011. And um, share and his a, name. What's, what's Justin his name? Crane? Justin Crane Justin was his name. He's thirty-seven years old, and yeah. two young kids, and um, put up a hell of a fight uh, for fourteen months. But sadly, uh, he lost the battle, um, and was just a great guy. He was huge, six seven. You know, big, bigger than life. Was the life of the party. Was kind of the glue that kept kept that all our friends together. And uh, we, I think about him all the time. And I can't believe it'll be ten years. Uh, in October already that since he passed away, but I, in my kind of ability to try to make sense of what he was going through, we started uh, with the LLS with the light, the night walk when he was just diagnosed, which was a great event to get all our friends together. And we, Justin, so he, we knew him as Juddy. So we were coined our uh, team Juddy's buddies. So we, did the light the night walk, and then um, after he passed away, not long after, um, the folks at LLS approached me about running for man of the year, and it was kind of a way that I could deal with the grief that I was feeling to turn that into something positive, and it was, as Jordana, as I told you when I recruited you for this and a couple of times during this, it was just, it was so, the rate the 10 weeks of doing that was um, incredibly hard, incredibly exhausting, 
but also tremendously fulfilling in that even though I, like you, didn't get the top honor of man of the year or woman of the year, I just thinking about my friend and all going through those efforts to do that for him with all our friends around us kind of celebrating with me um, and honoring him in that way was I would never for a second change change that. I obviously wish I could change what happened to my friend, but mm-hmm. in 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 his honor and his name raising money to try to have different outcomes for people like you, that's the reason that we do it. And that's the reason that while I don't work as closely as I have in the past with LLS, I try to do anything I can that they ask me to, and that's a small effort that I can do. Adam, hey, mm-hmm. thank you yep. um, mm-hmm. for uh, for stepping up in a huge way. And thank you for uh, for getting Jor off the dime. I think, you know, this, mm-hmm. and I know it's been a lot of work, Jor, for you, but you've been focused and, I mean, just the act of raising money. I, I think you're, you, you helped a lot of other families oh. out there. And I think it's also given you a focus and an additional purpose during these crazy times for you. So, uh, Jor, forgive me. You, you are, in fact, woman of the year. Uh, Amen to that. Well, you, okay. got, you got a big award, too, that night. Yeah, I, I got hope a you citizenship award. Citizenship yes, award. it was very lovely and very unexpected. You know, um, my I couldn't go. I'm not supposed to be around yep. crowds as I lead up to, mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I'm getting very close to transplant. Mm-hmm. So I can't even afford a cold right. at this point. It's not even COVID. I, I can't afford anything because I can't have anything delay my transplant. So um, I, Mark and I stayed home, but what we did was we dropped my two children represent, well, my two children that are at home, my oldest is at Madison. Um, Ruby had a table of, of friends and mm-hmm. Maddox had a table of friends. And you know what was so sweet? And, and Adam, maybe you've experienced this. You've been at the fundraising longer than mm-hmm. I have. You know, I said to the boys, these are 16 year old boys. You know what they do? They play video games. They play baseball. They sweat. They wrestle. You know, they're they're gross and they're you know interested in shiny objects and what's the next thing they right. can eat. You know, yep. that's it basically. So, uh, and I I said to Maddox and, and a friend of his when he was home, I said, hey, you know, are you guys interested? Would you even consider mm-hmm. going to the gala? You know, I'm getting a table and 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 they're like, yes. And can we dress up? Do we have to wear a suit? Like they were excited to go and i thought that that was really great to be involved and you know cheering and when they came home they they came to the house first and then mark and i dropped them off um they're like jordana that's it next year we're getting it Mm -hmm. next year it's all we're gonna win you know they were like really and they were inspired by the program adam is what i'm saying they and and i think it's so great to get them involved at a young age and the kids my kids my two kids went up on stage when you were there to get the awards so they felt honored and their friends were so supportive and it's not ever the person that's going through it like your friend Juddy may his memory be a blessing mm-hmm. forever and it will be um, you he continues to live on in your efforts Adam yep. and right. this is a it, it is a sad event we're honoring people right. also that have passed yep. but the money that you raised has already kept me alive and I hope yep. the money that I raised will keep somebody alive in the, in the in the coming years to come so it was just a great overall experience to be involved in philanthropy and personally Adam thank you for everything that well you thank did. you uh, yeah. for saying that and <laughs> to be honest with you I battled uh, allergies all week last week oh. and my voice I honestly I thought oh my god if I lose my voice um, before that event like this can't happen but anyway I was you up there amazing. and every time <laughs> My ears were cracking because of my cold. So every time I was saying stuff, my ears were cracking. And it was just, uh, oh, you couldn't tell. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I got the ultimate, the ultimate compliment 
when the event was over, uh, Jennifer and I were dressed up, so we got a little nice night on the town, you know. Mm-hmm. I got in the elevator, and there were two young men in the elevator, probably, you know, early 20s, maybe late teens. And they looked at me, and they said, hey, man, you're the reader, dude. You you did the reading. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I did the, the reader, read. dude. I'm the reader, dude. <laughs> I mean, what higher praise is there? <laughs> right? Adam, I screenshotted that tweet, <laughs> yes. and I awesome. sent it, it was. to my boys, Yeah, and I said, oh, my God, is this you guys? Oh, was it? <laughs> Thought it was that. Oh. They said no, oh. mom. That wasn't us. <laughs> the reader dude. So if I the reader dude, I'm, gonna add, I'm adding that to my Twitter bio. You got to update your uh, your CV, your yeah. bio. Yes, yeah. LinkedIn. Well, it I'm was reader it dude. was great fun. It was fun. It was inspiring. <laughs> yes. I, they raised over eight hundred and sixty three thousand dollars. It's extraordinary, and and that money does sometimes go to patients who need financial aid. Yep. You know, many many patients who because it, this is expensive. These treatments oh, take yeah. a long time. I am going to be away for a hundred days, oh. and that costs money. Yep. So, um, thank you for everybody that donated, all the yep. listeners, and my amazing team, all of them, and my incredible husband, and mm-hmm. um, and people like Adam. So, all right, I'll stop. God now. bless you. Go God on. bless you, Jordana. We're with Me you. Too. We're fighting all the way. Yep. And and thank you, Amen. Juddy. Thank you, Juddy, for Amen. all of his sacrifices, and his family should know that he is continuing to inspire. Amen. Thanks, Jordan. Thank you, Thanks, Adam. Sure. All right. Thanks for letting me do that, Paul. I appreciate the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it was an, an inspiring, inspiring night. All right. Let's uh, take a quick break. When we get back, President Biden wants to cap Internet prices. This is a great idea in theory. Let's talk more. Yeah, I, I love a rainy night, too. I could live without the tornadoes. There aren't a lot of good tunes about tornadoes, I've noticed. So catchy. Nobody, well, <laughs> yeah. You think? For yeah. good reason. Uh, there is a severe thunderstorm warning now. Benton County, uh, East Central Stearns, and Southeastern Morrison County tracking some uh, heavy storms just north of the metro. One to two inch diameter hail. That warning in effect till 445. And these storms are now moving into uh, western Hennepin County. Maple Grove, Corcoran, Medina, on south to Mound, Lake Minnetonka area towards Chaska. Right. Yeah, they're not severe in the immediate Twin Cities metro, but they may turn severe. Stay alert here. We're under a tornado watch till 10. We'll keep you up to date, Jor. Okay. Oof, tornado watch. I, 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 the weather's having schizophrenia outside of my window. I was just hearing thunder, and it got really dark, and then boom, bright sunshine. So we don't really know how to act here in St. Louis Park. It's kind of a spastic sky out there right now. And, uh, yeah, the next couple of hours could be lively. So this, is, this was an interesting story. And you heard about this in the, um, in the national news. The Biden administration says it's going to partner with Internet providers uh, to provide lower-cost, high-speed Internet plans for low-income Americans. Excuse me. Uh, they're going to provide at least 100 megabits per second of speed for no more than $30. Uh, an estimated 48 million Americans will qualify. Uh, Paul, that number alone, I was like, whoa, slow that roll. 48 million Americans, that's more than 10% of our country. Yeah. That is a, a lot of people that don't, you know, that, that would qualify for this. But internet is a necessity now. It's It's no longer a luxury. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And people say, well, we want a level playing field. And if you work hard and you pull yourself up, you, you know, go for the American dream. But if you don't have access to Internet because you can't afford high speed Internet, 
you're mm-hmm. never going to have a chance nope. to pull yourself up. So, nope. you know, I, I think having that safety net where everybody has that, it's it's a little like water, right? I mean, yeah. everybody needs water. Everybody needs electricity. We don't argue about that. We find ways that everybody can have water and electricity. And I think Internet should be the same way. Um, and I'm sure the Internet companies aren't thrilled about it, but but they're doing it. But we also have learned over the pandemic how necessary high-quality Internet is because we had children learning from home. So they needed Internet to do homework, yeah. to yep. zoom into their classes, to see their teachers. And, and it's not even necessarily only low-income families. It's rural Internet that we need to build out infrastructure yes. for. So yes. everybody, this is, again, when I say it's, it's everybody needs it, it's for education. It's also to be part of that American dream, to even have access. People are starting online businesses where they're mm-hmm. creating, uh, you know, not only products to sell, you know, e-commerce stores, but also services that can be sold, you know, consulting or um, things like counseling. And people can live in much more remote areas and run a successful business through Internet. It's a way and even just a Web page. Every business now. Absolutely. Needs some sort of an online presence, right? Maybe it's LinkedIn, maybe it's Facebook Marketplace, maybe it's Craigslist, but just about everybody needs that that uh, that web presence. And so, I think it's a good development. And look, I um, <laughs> private businesses, internet companies um, should be incentivized uh, by by profit, right? If if we invest. X, we're going to get Y back over 10 or 20 years. But that leaves a but lot of... But it begs of... the question, Paul. It begs the question. If yeah. we're now offering high-speed internet at $30, the rest of us are going to have to pay for that. Those of us that are paying retail, are our prices are going to get jacked up. I mean, that's that's capitalism right the companies are going to say well we have to now we have to now build out more infrastructure we have to offer this at a below market rate so we're not making any money maybe we're even losing it so then it becomes this idea uh, and life isn't fair it's not meant to be fair so i i hate that argument but should the rest of us who have been paying retail you know a lot of retail our internet bill is expensive should there be a base for internet or a cap at some point. So the rest of us don't have to pay triple the price for now something that everybody needs. Cause I'd like a deal. Well, yeah. Is it fair? I that that that's a great question. It probably isn't fair, but I'm optimistic that new technological options like Starlink, Elon Musk's satellite based internet, mm-hmm. thousands mm-hmm. of, Little satellites in orbit providing high-speed internet. It's mm-hmm. he donated that, or I don't know, maybe he didn't donate it, but that it's keeping Ukraine online during the Russian invasion. And so this notion that you have to lay wire uh, to be able to have high-speed internet may be a vestige of ten, twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Maybe there mm-hmm. are smarter ways. Look at five G. A lot of people are putting these little five G boxes these transmitters in their homes and they're getting high speed Wi-Fi mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. having a cable, you know, laid through their their yard. There are smarter ways, I think, to get high speed internet. And so we should be open to 
whatever it takes so that everybody can be online, everybody can be productive, and everybody can participate in the information age. And if anybody thought Internet access was fair or, oh, why don't they just get Internet and start their own business, David brought the, uh, us our attention to this idea of digital redlining. And thank you, David, for this. You get total credit because I had never heard of this before. You know, redlining used to be where black people or Jewish people couldn't buy a house. There were redline districts where if you were a minority, you, uh, you know, didn't have access to the same things. Well, digital redlining, and I hadn't heard of this before David let us know about it, is the practice of creating and perpetrating inequities between marginalized groups, specifically through the use of digital tech, digital content, and the internet. It's, they liken it, I'm just reading the wiki page, they liken it to the extension of redlining in housing. That dates back to the 1930s, where red lines were drawn to indicate poor or minority neighborhoods, predominantly black, that were deemed unsuitable for loans or further development, which again, perpetrated systemic racism and created these economic disparities in neighborhoods. So digital redlining is related to this digital divide that we see that kids who don't have access to high quality internet just mm -hmm. can't learn as well because the quality isn't as good or maybe can't start a business if they're feeling entrepreneurial. So this is real and this is happening. And this is just another example of why everybody needs affordable access to it. Yeah. Make it a level playing field so everybody can uh, have access. I, well said. Jor, uh, you got a quiz for us on what are these I, quack uh, medical uh, treatments? What what what? I told up? a crazy story about somebody who suggested um, I do a ritual to help improve my health or have you know just better luck. I'm going to share that story again, and then a quiz about medical farces that happened in our country. Hear that next. This one's funny. And the reason we're doing it is, and again, don't judge me. This just happened. I live in a, oh, a, a, a wonderful little. community. We'll judge a little. Of very supportive people. And many of my friends are um, religious Jews. And somebody called, a, a friend of ours called Mark this morning and said, Mark, don't think I'm nuts, but tell Jordana to go out in the rain. And she explained that there's this ritual between Passover, Pesach, which was a few weeks ago, you know, it ended with Easter. It's around the time of Easter, the story of the Exodus. And Shavuos, which is June 4th, when, when the Jews got the temple, uh, excuse me, the Jews got the Torah at Mount Sinai. And there's this idea that if you go outside in the rain, because the rain is very healing, it's said, between these two holidays. If you are sick, if you go outside in the rain and open your mouth and let a few drops of rain into your mouth on the right side of your mouth, it will help in your healing. I don't know where this came from, friends, but it's a, a Jewish ritual. So she said to me, have Jordana go outside and, and get some rain in her mouth. This is the time. So you know what? Ruby and I went outside in our sweats and we did our best to get the drops of rain in our mouth. And I will do it every time that it's raining uh, to do that. So, of course, I tell this story and I said, um, you know, it's not so crazy. People do crazy things for their health all the time. And what worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I would not give up my Western treatments. I'm still doing chemo. I'm still doing a bone marrow transplant. I'll take prayer. I'll take a little rain. I'll take whatever it takes to give me a boost to get through this life-threatening illness. So it was a good yeah. time to look back on medicine and the crazy farces that Americans and the globe fell for. So are you guys ready for your quiz? Who, who wants to go first? I think DJ does. Yeah, I do. Oh, he's abdicating responsibility. Okay. So DJ, Mm -hmm. while a snake oil salesman is someone who knowingly sells fraudulent goods, the use of snake oil had real medicinal roots. Hmm. What was snake oil used to treat? Okay. A, infertility. B, arthritis. C, impotence. Uh, Oh. I wish there was like a all of the above because I feel like it would be one of those things that's everything. Uh, what was the first one again? Infertility. Yeah. Arthritis. Impotence. I think it was uh, infertility, A. Oh. Arthritis. What? Chinese water snakes are rich in omega-3 acids, and Chinese workers that came to work on the transcontinental railroads used to rub it into their joints at the end of the day. And of course, this was co-opted by Clark Stanley, who was known as the Rattlesnake King. He was a cowboy. What he would do was go around to the, uh, the world's fairs, and he would take a rattlesnake out of his bag and slice it open and squeeze it and then sell it. And... Oh. He was totally unscrupulous. There was his products actually didn't contain any kind of snake oil, but there's always going to be someone who's trying to make a buck off of other people's fears, and that's how, by the way, the word snake oil came into came into being. I did not know that. Wow, okay. that's cool. And now you know, Paul. Around the mid 1880s, yes. scientists were able to isolate the active ingredient of the cocoa leaf, which is, of course, cocaine. What was it used for? originally was cocaine used for eye surgery was cocaine used to calm women down during the hysteria of their periods (laughs) was cocaine used to sedate unruly children hysteria (laughs) that that was a real thing back then david you know know that i do it's just funny because god forbid a woman should have a period oh my god god forbid hormones should be real what was the first one again I was distracted. A, eye surgery. B, to calm women down during the hysteria of their periods, she said sarcastically. And C, to sedate unruly children. (laughs) We don't have all day, buddy. I got a lot of questions. I'm going to go with C. I'm going to go with uh, the children. No? Was it the hysteria? Australian ophthalmologist Carl Kohler found that a few drops of cocaine put in a patient's cornea helped anesthetize the eye and made surgery less risky. But news of the discovery spread and cocaine started being marketed for toothaches, depression, sinusitis, alcoholism, lethargy, and impotence. Um, So cocaine was being sold everywhere. It was in the Sears Roebuck catalog. And uh, Allen's cocaine tablets could be purchased for just 50 cents a box. Um, In reality, of course, it created more ailments than it caused. And then, or then it helped. Then it became in in Coca-Cola. That's a real thing. But by 1902, there were an estimated 200,000 cocaine addicts in the United States. In 1914, it was outlawed. Wow. Well, so I should not be giving it to my kids? 
I mean, if they're unruly, you know, and you want them to, to, to be in a better mood. But they... <laughs> no. No. All right. Maybe the eye surgery, but that's it. So you guys are sucking. Yep. But David, you're yeah, up. We do. Okay, let's go. All right. Don't get shy. What was the vibrator intended to cure? <laughs> okay. A, lazy husbands. B, wandering womb symptoms. Or C, infertility. Wait, what was B? This is a real wandering. thing. Okay. A, lazy husbands. Yeah. B, wandering womb syndrome, which I will not explain. And B, or C, infertility. Um, I think it's going to be infertility. We're going to go with that. What the? We're keeping the, the sucking century, alive. In the 19th century. In the 19th century, doctors introduced the vibrator, which was a cure-all for all female diseases known as hysteria or wandering womb syndrome. Hysteria causes all sorts of stuff, anxiety, irritability, faintness, bloated stomach. So, of course, every woman would have it. The cure was an orgasm. So that job usually lay with Victorian doctors who, air quotes, massaged women to help this cure. Well, in effort to spare all the doctors this work, there was another doctor who created a steam-powered manipulator so the women could massage themselves at home. Steam I'm not powered. kidding. I'm not. Why not steam, nuclear power I'm, while you're at it? Steam-powered manipulator <laughs> steam to cure them of wandering wounds. Was this I'm not on, kidding. This is real. Is that on Goop, that website? Goop? Is that That's one of those the, They should. Well, there's <laughs> oh, lots I'm, of them on never Goop. Been, uh, never been more proud to get a question wrong. <laughs> wow. Paul. Yeah. Why did we give children heroin in the 1880s? What? We did. <laughs> Why did we give children heroin in the 1880s? Because we could? I don't know. A, to keep them working in factories longer. B, because they didn't listen. Or C, because they had a cold. I'm going to say, I mean, heroin, I think, is a stimulant. So the notion of working longer hours and not complaining, sedating them, um, you know, during the Industrial Revolution, I sadly, I'm going to have to go with A. What? Ugh. Finding heroin to be five times more <laughs> effective and supposedly less addictive than morphine, Bayer began advertising heroin-laced aspirin marketed toward children with sore throats, coughs, and colds. Wow. Are you so, kidding? For colds? There were ads that show moms giving the heroin on a spoon to the kids... Doctors claimed it was non-addictive, and even though the evidence yeah. was otherwise, Bayer kept pushing and pushing and pushing it. So they continued to push the product till 1913. Eleven years later, obviously, we had lots of addicts. FDA banned heroin altogether. I can't believe we have a drug problem. I just can't believe it. Right? Right? <laughs> do we have time, or, or should we get to Maxi? Because I got two more that are fun. But do you want to Let's keep going or no? Um... I think Paul should tell us about the latest developments in our weather, and then we should break and get to Maxi. Yeah, Sounds we can, good. We maybe can we can later. get to a few a, a few more later in the show here because these you guys are, that was a record. You didn't get any of them. I know. We're getting worse at this. Uh, let me let me mention there is a uh, tornado warning in effect for southern Malax, southeastern Benton County, and north central Sherburn County. So east of St. Cloud, uh, a fair amount of rotation south of Malacca with that storm. 
And uh, this warning is in effect till 5.15. We do have a report of a touchdown. There was a tornado on the ground for five minutes up in Gilman in Benton County. That cell now is moving east. And, uh, again, folks living in the area of uh, Princeton, Santiago, I want to be prepared for this possible tornado. Um, Again, no confirmation that it's on the ground right now. We also have a severe thunderstorm warning. This was fast. Uh, A warning in effect for the immediate metro, north-central Hennepin, northeastern Wright, northwestern Anoka, and southeastern Sherburne County until 515. That's a severe thunderstorm warning, half-dollar size hail, and we'll keep you posted on that. Uh, Paul Douglas, News Talk 830, WCCO. Write this down, Maxie. Yeah. She's got legs. Yep. Yep. Uh, yes. Weather is brought to you. Mike Max's Sports is brought to you. Forget the weather. Maxie Sports brought to you by the John Schuster Group, Caldwell Banker Real Estate. Where is it? How's the weather where you are now? Mike? I'm downtown. Are you okay? Where are you? I'm downtown where Minneapolis. Okay. Uh, yeah. 11th and Nicollet in downtown would be the uh, mm-hmm. GPS location of it. Oh, and, yes. Uh, so far, Channel we've got four. some wind, some breeze. It hasn't come in in terms of uh, moisture yet moisture okay yeah. oh okay it's raining i'm about you know, three miles away from you and it's it's starting to rain yeah. here it's coming down now yep yep here maxi yep the wild are just trying to keep it interesting oh, right oh boy yeah oh and they have they have man it's yeah. been you know the games really haven't been the series has been interesting the games have not been that interesting because whoever wins the game is dominant in that game, so to speak. You know, yesterday it was close. I mean, they got to three to two and all that, uh, uh, but the blue they they had to work hard to get it there. And then the Blues scored the last couple, and so each game has been controlled by one team or the other for the most part. Now they come back tomorrow, game five. Dean Evason, the head coach, talked at his press conference this morning about you know, toying with the idea of making changes, but it's it's hard to pull the trigger on that because you know, uh, yeah. You've you've got some fresh legs, and and you could convince yourself that that could help give you more energy tomorrow. Uh, But you've also got guys that have been in the trenches throughout that know how St. Louis wants to play. And so there's value in that. So you begin to realize uh, the chess match and what goes into it. Part of it, though, is uh, St. Louis has had some some defensemen that have been beat up, and and are they going to get healthy enough to play? And then again, you know, the other question you have to ask each and every game, uh, especially while they're coming off a loss, is is do they stay with uh, Flurry? Is it still the hour of flower, or do you go to Camp Talbot at some point in time? I don't know the answer to that. So, Twins swept the uh, the A's yes, over the they weekend. Did. They won fourteen yep. of the last seventeen, and what oh, nine twins. wins in a nine row at home. at home? Yep. Tell us about uh, Byron Buxton, a mild hip strain. Hip strain. Is he going to be able to play the Astros? Uh, I I don't I haven't heard for sure. Maybe he'll come in tomorrow on the other side. But uh, uh, yeah, and that, and that to me that's the other piece of this story. Paul is they have really had some injuries this year. I mean yeah. Buxton, Suno. Uh, Alex Kirilov, Trevor Larnock down the 10 days. Sonny Gray was out for a while. Bailey Ober's out. Chris Paddock had to leave the game yesterday. Luis Arise uh, and Dylan Bundy go on the COVID. You know, they, they end up missing the weekend because of COVID, uh, as did their manager. I, I mean, it's, it's a remarkable story that's unfolded because they've missed so many games uh, mm-hmm. with key players so far. Uh, Carlos Correa gets hit. He didn't play this week, and they have to bring up Royce Lewis. I mean, it's really a, an interesting story of you know persevering and using your whole roster and understanding why it's so important you have depth depth inside the organization. And uh, you know, Correa told me the other day that he thought he'd be good to to go by you know for sure by Tuesday. He thought he could have played over the weekend. So uh, we'll see how this plays out. But it's really been a remarkable story. 
Yeah. So, Maxie, no and forgive me if you've been hearing me whisper into the mic, it's okay, you're okay, because the dog jumped up on my lap. Okay. She's afraid of the, the can, rain and the can, thunder. So, okay. I, I know you're okay, Maxie. Can, can I tell you who I'm going to have on the show tonight? That, that <laughs> yes, I, yes, please. yes. Please, because please. this ties into Jordana, because I met him the day at Hopkins High School, okay? So, oh, so they call day. this assembly at Hopkins High School. The kids have uh -huh. no idea what it's for, and there's going to be a surprise guest. Now, yep. I got a guy who tells me, hey, you're the only one I'm letting in on this. Bring a camera if you want. But I got a guy coming. You'll be the only media person there. So we go. And I, I assume by now everybody at the high school knows who's going to be showing up. None of them knew. The kids didn't have a clue. They were guessing mm -hmm. all over the map in terms of who was going to be there. So we get there. But I know who it is. We get there. And you know who shows up? Who? The Gronk. Rob Gronkowski. Yes! Really? And, and he does a three-point shooting contest with some of the girls' basketball players. He makes a mid-quarter. Then they throw him a football, he spikes it, and the entire student body mobs the floor. And so I'm going to have him <laughs> on, on the show tonight, along with others, Joe Ryan, Keith Ballard. Uh, but um, uh, we got some great footage of it as well. Very so cool, cool. Maxie. Yeah. Wow. So cool. So stay tuned for Maxie tonight. The news is next on CCO.